Hello there and welcome to the Happiness Project podcast the podcast which has touched more than 30000 lives and has evolved in more than 65 countries and it's available on 10 plus platforms please do subscribe and follow the happiness project so that you never miss a single episode on the show you can also rate and write a review on itunes podbean stitcher or any other platform that you're listening the podcast on because your support will go a long way You are now listening to New Perspectives with Rena Jain who's a mental health expert, a qualified psychologist and a wellness coach. Questions are now being accepted on this podcast, so once again, do not forget to send in your questions related to the topic being discussed. perspective is a point of view everyone has their own view and there is nothing that draws a strict line that this is right and this is wrong what seems to be correct to some may be wrong for another in their perspective so it all depends upon the perspective of the beholder do everything in life there's always a positive and a negative side the thing is it's so damn easy to focus on one over the other some of us tend to focus too much on the negative side as you know it's usually easier to forget the positive over the negative but here's the good news you get to choose which side you want to focus on It's simply a matter of shifting your perspective or in other words shifting your thoughts. This series will force you to shift your mindset to step away from your thought process and lift you to create a positive community. New perspectives is all about stepping away from the known and stepping into the unknown. It's about breaking the old belief system. and allowing yourself to look at everything a bit differently this series is about pausing and taking a stock take of who you are and what you've already achieved and giving yourself a confidence boost instead of a seemingly impossible task list and finally it's about personal growth in a time of constant change Welcome back to another episode on the Happiness Project. Today we are in conversation with Kevin Munro. Kevin is a trusted advisor for people who are willing to take the road less traveled. Well, because he himself has been on a journey of changing lives and encouraging people to live an extraordinary life. As far as I remember, Kevin has always had a strong desire to make this world a better place and he has always believed in creating even 
an ordinary experience into an extraordinary one and the base of this transformation is an intentional shift kevin believes that the extraordinary life is not out there an elusive quest somewhere over the rainbow it's here now our lives become extraordinary as a result of doing lots of little ordinary things with extra focus fervor and flair he began conducting experiments and hosting events to help people from around the world also discover their path to an extraordinary life that led him to create this extraordinary life an online community of like-hearted people from around the world choosing to explore embrace and express extraordinary lives one day one moment one encounter at a time you can join him at www.thisextraordinary.life so without any delay let us now welcome kevin who will get you excited not just about friday afternoons but also about monday mornings hey kevin how are you oh reina i am excited and energized <laughs> to be here with you today i am super excited as well to discover about your journey from ordinary to extraordinary me too me too thanks for having me Right. And you that are listening, thanks for listening to us. Raina, do you know, you know there're now over a million podcasts in the world? Mm-hmm. So when somebody's listening to us here, that's an honor and a privilege. Absolutely. That they are allowing us into their lives. So thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you so much for being on my show. I think it's it's definitely an honor and I think as far as I remember Kevin you have had a strong desire to make this world a better place and that's exactly when I realized why we were meant to connect because of the like-heartedness between us. Yeah. So I want you to take our listeners through the journey of ordinary to extraordinary. So how about we start off with that? Well, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Gosh, you you said something a moment ago. and it really does date back to when i was a teenager i i remember as a teenager wanting to make the world a better place wanting to make mm-hmm. a difference right that, that having this sense that i was here to make a contribution to Absolutely. the world uh, and i think a lot of us have that awareness have that uh, or, or if not maybe some of you listening are just having an awakening to that and you begin to think oh wow there is more to life It, this is not about consumption it's about contribution how do we show up and absolutely uh, give things to the world rather than just take so for me it goes back to teenage years but the same time when i go back to teenage years mm-hmm. i realized that i felt that i was as ordinary as anybody on the planet right i i'm not especially i'm neither really short nor tall i'm i'm right there in between so i'm too tall to be a a, a jockey on a horse too short to be a basketball player uh i'm not particularly musically talented i love music but but i'm not musically gifted uh 
you know, I'm not a, a genius or a prodigy. And so you look at all of that and, and for me, I just came up with this conclusion. Well, I'm just ordinary because we look at people that have exceptional gifting, exceptional talent, you know, uh, and then we think, well, to, to be extraordinary, I'd have to be like them. I'd have to be born with this exceptional talent and, you know, be on the platform at the Olympics, winning a gold medal in some category. And then it's some, it's interesting, right? We watch the Olympics and sometimes every, every time that person gets in the pool or gets on the mat, they set a world record and they break the world record they set the last time they performed. <laughs> Those people go, well, they are certainly extraordinary they're exceptional right. then we look in the mirror and we look at ourselves and we go what about you mm, <laughs> not so much <laughs> mm -hmm. so somewhere along the way you know I, I don't even remember exactly when it wasn't like there was this one moment mm -hmm. of epiphany but but I, I slowly began to discover that living an extraordinary life being an extraordinary person it is a matter of Choice, choice not a matter of chance so we think right that mm -hmm. that people were destined certain people were destined they have unique skills talents and abilities and the rest of us we were left out no you me we get to choose every single day to live an extraordinary life it's not that you had to be born that with some exceptional talent but we do little things and this, I think this is what amazes me most. And when I have conversations with people, it's the little things that you and I Absolutely. do with extra, what I call focus, mm -hmm. fervor, or flair. And all of a sudden, these little things in life are transformed. And the ordinary things that, that seem so ordinary, all of a sudden become extraordinary our lives become extraordinary because we make decisions and a lot of those decisions we make are to focus on other people rather than ourselves Absolutely. right that it's not about us it's about it's not about you as an individual it's about us as a collective community mm -hmm. and how do we come together and do things that benefit others and then we just watch that life becomes extraordinary mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think it's all about the choices that we make each and every day that kind of has an impact of how our future is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you have been yourself on a journey of changing lives and encouraging people to live an extraordinary life. So how has it been so far? Oh, wow. How is... Remarkable. Remarkable. <laughs> um, you know, it, it was, I've been on this journey for a long time. It, it mm -hmm. took this focus or this, this specific focus uh, about two years ago at this time. In April of 2018, uh, one morning, and I remember it, it was one of those dark days, you know, and I just, mm -hmm. uh, I was battling depression. Things weren't going that well. And I had awakened that morning, didn't really want to get up, didn't really want to get started. Some of you listening knows know what that feels like, you know, mm -hmm. just those dark days. And, and I drug myself out of bed that morning and I sat down with my journal for my morning time of prayer, meditation, quiet time, silence, whatever you want to call it. And I just opened myself up and said, 
Holy Spirit, spark creativity in me. You know, strike an idea, a creative idea, because I'm kind of empty. And Raina, 45 minutes later, and, and in that 40, the, those intervening 45 minutes, I was kind of in and out of awake, asleep. You know, those moments, some people call it liminal space. Yeah. 45 minutes later, there was this idea that was probably 85, 90% fully formed. And it was to host this thing we called the Extraordinary Experiment. And two years ago, the time you and I were talking, two years ago this time, we were conducting this experiment. Mm -hmm. And in that experiment, we just started asking, what would it be like? What if, what if there are little things you could do every day over a period of time that transformed your life from ordinary to extraordinary? You want to join an experiment and find out? And we had uh, 200 and... I think 70 people joined from um, 28 countries in that wow. run. Yeah, and 250 people completed the 13 weeks. And each week we just took a little, a, a different focus and, and we called it, you know, a challenge, a weekly challenge. Right. And then we just started having conversations with people and learning what was happening. So the very first challenge we invited people into was just what we called the awareness challenge. Mm -hmm. And the awareness challenge simply invited, and, and I would say we still start with this today. Just look around you. Yeah. Where yeah. you are going, uh, you know, if you commute or when you did commute, you know, if you took the train uh, into the city or if you were traveling by plane, wherever it is that you are, if you're just walking, just look around. Most people are self-absorbed in their own little world. You know, Absolutely. they're, they're in with their headphones, they're listening to something or they're looking at a screen and they are oblivious to all of the people around us that we pass every day. Mm -hmm. And some people, if you commute to the same office, you pass some of the same people every single day and you never speak to them. You never yeah. see, you never acknowledge them. So what if, what if it all started with just awareness that you just look around and you go, oh, wow, well, look at all of these other people around me. Look at all of these wonderful things that are happening around me. And then, and then you start looking for opportunities to connect, to engage, to acknowledge people. And all of these things just build on one another, Raina. And all of a sudden, people just started uh, noticing really little things that were beginning to make a really big difference mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's when ordinary is transformed into the extraordinary right i think yeah I, I totally agree because it all starts with awareness it's all about you know looking outside i think a lot of us uh, go through a lot of mental health problems because oh, we are too much into our minds and very little outside of it i think that is what we believe yeah. to shift <laughs> <laughs> and it's a subtle shift, but it, yeah. it has to be an intentional shift. Absolutely. Uh, and all of a sudden, so let me give you a couple of examples that just stand out in my mind. Um, during this, I just, I happened to be traveling during this time. I was traveling to Edmonton, Alberta, Canada to speak at a conference. And uh, I arrive, it was a Sunday evening, I arrive. And I'm picked up at the airport. They've, the 
organization for whom I was speaking had arranged a car service to pick me up, take me to the hotel. So there's somebody there with their you know, sign, uh, Kevin Monroe, and I walk out and, and it's a lady. She's dressed in black, you know, the, the chauffeur costume, whatever, uniform. We get into the car and I ask her, I said, so how are you today? And Raina, she answered me with a one word answer that I have never heard before. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling melancholy today. Is it, have you, when you, <laughs> how are you? Has anyone ever said melancholy? No, no. Like, That's such a muse. Yeah, I'm like, you gotta say more. Why are yeah. you? Collie. Oh, and by the way, I'm Kevin. What's your name? And she said, I'm Teresa. Uh, and Teresa had moved to Canada some years ago from Romania. Mm -hmm. So she was separated from part of her family in Romania. She had okay. adult children, some of whom were in uh, North America, different parts. And one of her children had been visiting recently, but had just left and had gone back home. So she was feeling melancholy because she was missing her family. And so we just went into this conversation. It was a 30 minute drive to the hotel. And I just asked questions the whole, the whole time. And we're just engaged in conversation, which, you know, some people don't do, right? If you are in the back of the car, you don't speak to the person in the front of front. the car. If you're the person driving the car, you may have been taught to not engage in conversation with the person in the back of the car, right? I mean, those are just weird constraints. But anyway, you know, I just just leaned into conversation with Teresa. We have this beautiful conversation. She drops me off at the hotel and I'm going to uh, be picked up on Thursday. And she said, I'll be your driver on Thursday as well. I'm looking forward to continuing the conversation. That is so, so sweet. I mean, and wouldn't you agree that that having a ride, a transportation from the airport to the hotel is a rather ordinary activity in life? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. What made this extraordinary was simply okay several things one being aware that there is another person in the car <laughs> getting out of what may be your comfort zone to to break the you know the norms of not talking to the driver or not talking to the passenger and just engaging in conversation and when she just said melancholy not saying hmm, that's interesting you know and then yeah <laughs> but leaning into a conversation now there was another one two days later now I, I've also got to say something where did I learn this my father was one of the most personable people I'd ever known mm. my father never met a stranger now not when I was like four or five years old but probably when I'm eight or nine years old my father starts teaching me to talk to strangers. You know, so many people, their parents teach them to never talk to a stranger. My father taught me to talk to strangers, to be outgoing, to get to know people. Absolutely. If people have a name badge on their uniform, that's for your benefit, not theirs. They probably yeah. know what their name is, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Kevin, my name is Kevin. No, it's for our benefit. That's such a, that's such a just 
uh, what what if in the basketball world they call layup. That's an yeah. easy. Somebody, your your barista at the coffee shop has on a name badge. You go, hello, Jill. How are you today? Yeah. How many people don't do that? But it, it transforms. So, I'm at a restaurant two days later. I'm meeting a gentleman who lived in Edmonton. We we'd known each other through LinkedIn. Had never met in person. His name was Dick. I go into the restaurant and Dick is already there. I sit down and up comes our server. And Dick already had a, a cup of tea. And the server says, may I get you something to drink? And I said, well, certainly. But first, what is your name? Raina, this lady who was probably 60 something years old <laughs> was totally befuddled and really thrown off her game because I asked her her name. She goes, um, I, 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 what do you want to drink? And I said, hey, I'll have a coffee uh, or, or juice or something. And, and she went and she came back. She goes, sir, I'm so sorry. I've worked here 25 years. You know what's coming. Yeah, yeah. And no one has ever asked me my name. My name is Pat. Wow. And then all of a sudden I said, well, Pat, I'm Kevin. This is my friend, Dick. You know, uh, we're happy to have you as a server today. And we just engaged in conversation over the time that Pat waited on us. Now, again, I look at that. Well, and that's one of those moments when I begin to realize maybe this isn't so ordinary. If Pat has worked at this restaurant 25 years, I know. how many people has she served over a 25-year period and no one? No one ever mm -hmm. thought to engage her as a human being. I and know. so just the fact that I said, hey, Pat, or, or said, what is your name? It, it just interrupted her. It, it confused her. Yeah, she was quite skeptical. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because somehow she's been taught social convention is, I'm here to serve, serve. you in a transactional kind of way mm -hmm. and, and you know keep it depersonalized and I'm just here as your server or maybe even you know in a subservient but but for us we sit down I go what is your name Raina I've had those kinds of encounters literally hundreds of times you know and, and, you yeah, watch yeah. Somebody and it really does throw them and then they respond differently now I've never had anyone as thrown as significantly as Pat was that day <laughs> to say no one's ever asked me that before. But those are ordinary things, little things that we do. Yeah. But it totally transforms what would be a transaction Absolutely. into an encounter. Totally. So, and, it, and it brings humanity into it. And all of a sudden, this person recognizes that you and I aren't seeing them for the job they, that they do. We're seeing them as a person. Mm -hmm. and, and that just does so much. So here's, here's what I'm saying. One way, one way. And everyone listening, we have these opportunities every single day mm -hmm. to transform what would be transactions into encounters? I had a, I was on um, a chat with a customer service person earlier today. Oh, let's see. I'm gonna pull this up. Mm -hmm. 
this is real time. I can actually say this real time. Uh, and again, this is interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, I had this transaction, or I had a yeah, yeah. What started as a text transaction? It's right here on my phone. Uh, my wife and I and daughter, we just changed phone services yesterday. So new phones, new service. I reached out for something and asked, uh, and uh, the gentleman, let's see, um, I can even tell you his name here. Victor. Victor was the gentleman I was working with. At the end, Victor said, uh, you're most welcome. Please let me know if there's any other issue or concern related to your account I can help with. I'm like, no, I think that's it for now thank you for being so kind and patient throughout the chat very few customers like you show such patience and understanding over the chat <laughs> now i'm not saying this to i'm not saying this to show a spotlight on me okay please no, don't hear of course <laughs> i'm sharing this well, even in the way you and i interact in a chat function with a service person we have the opportunity to make, make that extraordinary ordinary. encounter absolutely and I, I mean i was just like wow when, when he said that i'm like I, I didn't do anything out of the ordinary reina but i, I did i was patient with him i didn't say gosh this is taking a long time I thought that at one point. <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't say that. <laughs> I think uh, uh, with you, Kevin, I feel it is a very natural instinct for you to make other people feel that way, right? I think when I spoke to you for the first time, I could totally sense that spark of connection. You're just meant to be connecting people. That's how I uh, remember you as. Oh, thank you, Raina. <laughs> but I think we all, so yes, I agree with you. Maybe it comes more easily for me. So maybe what works for you isn't the exact thing I'm saying, but you, you listening, you, you just look and you go, okay, what are the opportunities I have today? Who are the people that I encounter and what can I do that transforms a transaction an ordinary transaction into an extraordinary encounter. Absolutely. I think it's an intentional choice that you have to make every single day. I couldn't agree more. So it starts with having this intention, mm -hmm. right? We, we set an intention. And part of that intention is what? That I want to, we, we used the word a few moments ago, I want to be aware mm -hmm. that there are other people on the planet and I'm sorry, I hope this is not a wake-up call for any of your listeners. I know there are people on the planet for whom this is a wake-up call. You know, ding, 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 ring the bell real loud. You are not the center of the universe. <laughs> you are not the most important person on the planet, right? Think about other people. Be aware of other people. And, and just recognize, oh, wow, we're here together. And how can we, how can I see you as a peer? Whatever the position your job may be in, how can we see one another as a peer? And how can I approach you with dignity and respect and love and gratitude and those type of things? And all of those things, Raina, these things, it's not. So here's the other part that I would say. I, I think I used to think that there would be one momentous event in life 
that transformed life from ordinary to extraordinary to extraordinary. Now what I realize is there's not one momentous event, but there are a series of little moments. And it's just seizing these little moments when they arise in our everyday life. Being aware, like we're, and then just leaning into that. Uh, gosh, when, when we started, we, we did a ch- uh, kindness challenge and we did a joy challenge back at uh, the holiday season around Christmas. We did um, the joy challenge with people, invited people in just for 12 days of joy. That's what we called it 12 days mm-hmm. of joy rather than the 12 days of Christmas. And in all of that, those were these little things. It was just like as you're, as you're out today, be aware of people for whom you might could perform a simple act of kindness. You know, somebody that's, their, their arms are full with packages and they're trying to open a door. What does that take? Five, se- three seconds? Yeah. Five seconds, walk up and you open a door. Because What happened? You saw, right, out of this awareness, you saw someone was in a position of need or you saw someone in the store drop something and you just stop and offer to pick it up for them help them pick it up whatever those are all these little things and i think at the end of the day people are simply going to remember how you make them feel well and and nothing else (laughs) maya angelou had that beautiful quote people won't remember what you said or did they will remember how you made So one day, uh, eight or nine years ago now, I was uh, leading a workshop for uh, a company. It was their Latin America division. There were 14 uh, vice presidents of of the 14 countries this country served in Latin America. They were there. People from each of their divisions were there. And at the end of that day, a gentleman came up to me and I had been told in advance um, that I didn't know I didn't know his name, but I knew the VP of Chile was the one that was most reluctant about the topic I was there to facilitate that day. So at the end of the session, he came up to me and he, he looks me in the eye, he says, May I tell you what impacted me most today? And that's a gift, right? If if you anytime you do kind of speaking or training or any kind of leading a group of people and somebody comes to offer you feedback, that's a gift. I said, oh, absolutely. And then I began wondering, what might he say next? And Raina, what he said next, just, I I remember it to this day. He said, well, it was nothing about the session. (laughs) Actually, it was what happened when I came into the room at the beginning of the session. You looked me in the eye you called me by name because they had on name badges. You shook my hand. I don't do that for my people. But I am starting now. And that was like, oh my gosh. This, this gentleman was quite accomplished individual because he was the vice president of this division for his country. Right? He was very professional, very proficient, but he had not been very personal with his people. Everything was distant, you know, and he, he was just always busy, never took time for people. And in, in our little, so here's, here's what's funny. I can look at this and go, okay, 
I'm there to do a workshop for a company or a presentation, whatever that is, we can look at and say, okay, what, what we're there to do is when we take the stage or when we're at the front of the room. Well, my father helped me to understand all of that's different. Mm. It, it starts, be there early, have your technology oh, yeah. set, everything <laughs> working. And then when people start to show up, be available to them. Right, so I'm always there an hour early, get things set up. Sometimes it takes 10 minutes, sometimes it'll take up the whole 30 minutes. But 30 minutes before, that's when people start coming in. Just be there and greet people. And and you don't sit there. I was part of a team one time and, and a colleague had said, I've been watching what you do and I'm gonna do I'm gonna do what you do today. I'm like, okay, this this will be interesting. Because she was very much an introvert and, and i want to be very clear to say these are not personality yeah, uh, yeah. Traits that i'm talking about i would say that i am a, a wee bit more of an introvert than an extrovert when you understand what where i get energy i Absolutely. get in you know i i have my times alone that charge me up to then go be with people but anyway she then i watched her that day she starts going up as when people came in she introduced herself she go Hello, Raina. My name's Susan, and I'm one of the presenters. And after a few minutes, I walked up. Her name wasn't Susan. I changed it to protect the, the guilty here. I'm like, is that what you think I do? <laughs> you know, because what I do is walk up and, hey, Raina, I'm Kevin. I'm so excited you're here today. What brought you here today? Why did you sign up for this session? Or why are you, know, what are you hoping to gain? Right. Even then, it's not. Well, I'm one of the presenters. <laughs> privileged to meet me. No, I'm like, I want to learn about you. Yeah. And that was so funny. But that's what I was taught. Just be there with people. Connect with people. You're not trying to impress people. You're just trying to connect with people. And so many times, by the time I take the stage or the platform, it's kind of funny. People go, oh, I didn't know you were one of the speakers. I just thought you were here like an attendee because, you know, I'm just wandering the room like an attendee, getting to know people. Just, hey, I'm, I'm Kevin. What's your name? What what brings yeah, you here? Yeah. It is, but I did that with this gentleman, and it was so transformational for him because he understood what it was like to be seen, to be valued, you know, and to be connected. That again that's one of these little things but the impact of it is amazing so that afternoon i was at the uh airport with a friend that was there with me on the trip and i looked at him and i said you know what little things matter most but we never know what little thing will matter most to whom when so just the act of greeting this gentleman looking him in the eye yeah, shaking yeah. him had more of an impact on him than anything in the hours of content we share <laughs> yes okay, that's that opportunity these Absolutely. ordinary things mm -hmm. take on an extraordinary quality so what's I, I see stuff spinning in your head what's going on in your head right now? <laughs> no i i think uh, you know it's all about grabbing an opportunity whenever that you get one and not waiting for it now that we're talking about extraordinary and ordinary i feel like oh i i totally believe that whenever that you get a chance to do something ordinary which will have an impact in someone's life and make it extraordinary i think that's where you need to take a leap of faith 
a little go out of your way and to just just do it you don't have to give it so much of thought and just just do it because it's right there it's in front of you grab it and you know sometimes i feel a few kind words can have a huge impact in someone's life and uh, it's all about being a little empathetic and i think that's what the world needs right now you know especially now especially, especially now what the world needs yeah it's so i'm i'm also pretty sure that there's some people that just think oh my gosh you're weird why <laughs> right? you you're making me uncomfortable and and so i guess what i'm saying when i say that is it's not like i have a 100% track record of everybody responding positively mm-hmm. sometimes people go you know they're having a really bad day and they're, yes. they're like well you know who made you mr sunshine that kind of i'm sorry but you just go okay but i think I'm that's a- when uh, we're in my day <laughs> i know and i think that's what i have kind of learned over the past uh, six months that uh, so i have learned to kind of function from a place of service to yeah. give to serve yeah. and i think so many things kind of tend to become a little better Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this ice cream truck that comes usually at this time. An ice cream. I didn't know what that was. So there's an ice cream truck outside. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, right here. <laughs> so since it's summer, so they usually have these rounds around 4 and 5, but I didn't know it would come at this time. It's <laughs> beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. So I host a podcast as well. You know that. Mm-hmm. Um A few months ago I had a guest on and she was talking about self-compassion and all of a sudden there there her dog goes ballistic. Ballistic. I just you know really and, and I asked her something and and we we had paused because she she had to go answer the door. Somebody showed up early. That's why her dog was going ballistic. And I said to Lori I said, "Oh, wow, your um your dog was she goes, "Yeah, dog's barking. That happens." And I'm yeah. just like <laughs> Oh, I want to be like that, you know. The ice cream comes by. Okay, that's just a sound effect that yeah. we oh, yeah. we can just use it. <laughs> right? It's not about perfection. And what if we get more of that into life? This is how life is now is what Lori said to me. Dogs are barking. This is how life is now. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, as a perfectionist, that's something I really need to work on. I totally it, agree with you. I think I am myself a little too you know too focused on being perfect and yeah. uh, you know in these times i realize that uh, it's it's okay to not be perfect and it's okay it's all about just being yourself and you know figuring out more of what you are and what you want to do so where were we yet oh we were just talking about that there are times that um some people don't oh you were you were talking where we were at right then was you talking about this serving other or yes, orientation yes. to life and this attitude that you've kind of adopted in recently and i agree right now in a service orientation towards others really is extraordinary because so many people in our world are so self-absorbed and self-centered mm-hmm. self-focused yeah. and just process the whole world through the lens of me. Uh, and then all of a sudden just to say wait wait a minute. There's 7 billion other people on the planet or 7.7 billion now other people on the planet. Maybe I can just focus on them more than me. I know. I think life will get so much easier, you know. <laughs> 
so that certainly just leads to life becoming extraordinary mm -hmm. um I, I was telling you before we started, we've just launched a course. I had a friend that reached out to me about a month ago and asked, would I co-create a course yeah, on how to yeah. live an extraordinary life with her? And I'm like, oh, I'd love to. And as we were doing that, she just kept saying over and over, there are two comments and they connect to what you just said. She goes, Kevin, I, there's one thing that I'm not sure I'd really thought about, but it's really become clear as we've talked that living an extraordinary life has a whole lot to do with focusing on others more than self. Absolutely. I'm like, yeah, right? And the other point was, it's so simple. I mean, and, and anytime I think of simple, I, I'm reminded of Einstein's words, uh, don't confuse simple with easy, right? Things can be simple, but that doesn't make it easy to do. True. The True. things we're talking about are simple. But what makes them difficult is this whole thing of adopting a service orientation to life, making it about others. And, and whatever's going on in your world at that moment, the moment you step out your door and the moment you're on your journey to, to be among others, just going, you know, I'm just going to pause this, pre this preoccupation with self and I'm just going to be aware of others. And, you know, gosh, even... So we did one challenge, one challenge was just the smile challenge. Yeah. Just see how many people you can catch their eyes, smile, and, and maybe get a return smile from them. Mm -hmm. you know, though, and that is such a simple thing. But how many times do we just pass hundreds of people without any awareness that they're people? And that, gosh, they may be having a rough day too. And yeah, by the yeah. simple act of you looking, greet, meeting them in the eyes and smiling at them, that could be an act of service and an act of humanity for that person. Totally. I think we as humans are too attracted to complications and we do not like simple, right? We need, we need some fun. We need some complication. And you know, the moment we see our life going fairly okay, we're like, oh, no, we need to just do something about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yes, we, we do. We, we complicate the simplest things. Yeah. Um, years ago, I, I, I thought I wanted to be a college professor. And then I realized that, that a lot of the professors I had did exactly that. They took simple concepts and made them complex because so then I would need them to explain it to me. I'm like, no, 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 I'm just the opposite. I want to take things that are seemingly complex to people and simplify it so anybody can do it. Absolutely. And that's this, this whole idea of extraordinary. I'm, I'm telling you, if you are listening to this conversation right now, I believe you have everything you need right now to live an extraordinary life. You so are not in any way of living an extraordinary life mm -hmm. so can anyone live an extraordinary life anyone can not everyone will ah right anyone can but not everyone will because not everyone will, will even accept the challenge not everyone wants to be awakened right some people prefer to be in that stupor or that slumber and to think life is all about them <laughs> And just kind of go through that. And this whole idea, because if I don't see another person, mm -hmm. 
If I don't see someone else's suffering, if I don't see something that's unjust or unjust, if I don't see someone being mistreated, then I have no responsibility to do anything about it. And I can just act as though it's not happening. But oh, the yeah. moment I see it. Take responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have a response to act, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I have a response. It, it, it's on me to say something, to do something, mm-hmm. to be the person that can make something better. And we all have this opportunity to make it better. You know, I, okay, I know you travel by plane. because you got to london from india and i don't think you walked right mhm <laughs> i mean just when you travel especially if you do air travel how many people do we pass on a trip that are doing their best mm-hmm. and still maybe having really tough days because the flight attendants the ticket agents all of the airline personnel they are not in charge of the weather right and then all of a sudden when weather happens and delays are occurring right all of a sudden they are the brunt of so many people's agitation and irritation and they're taking it out on the gate agent the ticket agent the flight attendant yeah. and then you come along and you just make eye contact with the flight attendant and you do something simple and you say something that lets them know you appreciate them. So I look, they all wear a name badge. That that's one of those professions where people wear a name badge. Yeah. I I look, get their name, and when they come, I'll say, "Oh, Raina, thank you for for the 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 drink. Thank you for this." Or ask them, "How's your day?" Or I saw something on a flight one time. I did not make this up. I, I wish I could take credit for this. I saw this and I'm like, "Wow, that that's a remarkable thing. I'm going to do that." So I often do this on a flight. We'll buy a bag of individually wrapped candies. Um um often um get uh um, chocolates. Mhm. Uh, one of the I'm I'm trying to think but but different chocolates, you know that are individually yeah, wrapped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. just when i walk on the plane give a bag to the first flight attendant i see and say this is for you and the crew and i'll put a little card with it and thank them thank you for giving us your best today i know it's a difficult job but i appreciate it so sweet so i saw somebody else do that i did not make this up i saw a guy do that a guy getting on the plane in front of me one day and i'm like oh my gosh what a little opportunity to make a I big know. And do you know how many times flight attendants will find me on the flight to thank me for that? Or they'll just say, you're the guy that gave us the candy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, thank you. You made our day. You made our day. Raina, a $5 bag of candy can make mm-hmm. a flight. And and think about how many other people, you know, they they've just had these so many disgruntled people come on the plane and and they're just dumping on them dumping on them and then you and I have the opportunity to just be a little different with or without the bag of candy but to have a kind word to see that flight attendant as a person and to humanize the encounters we have with them to call them by name to thank them for their service to tell them oh my gosh you are doing an amazing job Yeah, can I get your name cuz I want to write the company and tell them 
you represent the company well. That if every flight attendant was as as kind as you were, air travel would always be a joy. Those kind of things. Those are little things. Oh, you you talk about something that that transforms mm-hmm. a, a transaction into an encounter. Thank a flight attendant. Absolutely. I think it's it's all the little things that you do that can make a huge huge difference in someone's lives and I think I I really wish everyone could do that. Yeah, I wish I, people could think this way. I really do. That's that back back to the point. You said can anyone do this? Yes, anyone can. Not everyone will. Well, I know. Because some people will go, "Oh, wow, that that's really out of my comfort zone." <sighs> to you know, to walk on the plane and and hand somebody a a a bag of candy. I'm like okay yeah it's a little it, it's awkward but I'm, I'm let me just tell you i have never met a flight attendant yet to shove it back in my face and say no thanks right <laughs> <laughs> i know but they usually go oh my gosh i mean you you, you thought you'd have just given them a hundred dollar bill oh my gosh this is so i can't believe you did this i'm like really but you know it's a five or seven dollar bag of candy it's not it it's not an extravagant gift but it's an extravagant act mm-hmm. and we all have the opportunity to do that right now and i just i so i, I here's let's, what is something you listening what is something you can do today just as you go about your whatever it is you're doing so when we did this extraordinary experiment we started we, we each week we'd have these challenges and then we collected stories what did people do and what was the impact in mm-hmm. every one of the stories is just stories like i'm telling they are just these little things uh being mindful of someone who's struggling with their cart and their kid at the grocery store and just lending a helping hand. Somebody their cart got away from them in the parking lot and you grabbed it for them. Yeah, I mean, people were just saying all of these things and these were people what that one story I was just telling that came from South Africa. Somebody was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe the encounter my son and I had at the grocery store today." And it was just somebody's cart was rolling away in the parking lot and they grabbed it and brought it back to them and the person was, "I can't believe you would do that." <laughs> You're like all I did was grab your grocery cart. This wasn't an act of heroism. <laughs> but it was an act of humanity. Absolutely. It was an act of compassion. It was an act of connection with a person. So what can you do today as you're going around about your day? Just what can you look up and see and go, "Hmm, maybe there's an opportunity." And maybe, I mean, this was the when the second week when we did this, the first time we did it we started with the awareness and then the next one's just acknowledging right this is not getting people far out of your comfort zone but if you pass like if you go to the same office every day here's here's the question i'd love to ask some people to think about if you go to the same office every day how many of the same people do you pass every day maybe there's the the when you leave the subway station there there's somebody there selling newspapers it's the same person every day do you overlook them as a nuisance because you don't want to buy their paper or do you connect with them as a human you know and then you pass the the street vendor selling hot dogs or coffee or or pretzels whatever it is 
Do you just see that as an opportunity to just look to them, get to know their name, right? And then every day when you pass, it's, hey, Jerry. You know, and Jerry's like, hey, Kevin. And all of a sudden, that you, th th these little acts of humanity. So a story just came to mind. Uh, Howard Bihar wrote a book, It's Not About the Coffee. Howard Bihar was one of the first three senior executives in the early days of Starbucks. He joined Starbucks when there were 28 stores and he oversaw it until there were thousands of stores and he was the first president of Starbucks International. And I realized, you know what, you know what caused this? I used the word Jerry and he tells a story about a man named Jerry. Jerry was living in a retirement home across the street from a Starbucks. I believe it was in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and Jerry would come in and, and you know how the baristas do. They they form relationships and because they write your name on a cup. And yeah, yeah. They found out, I think Jerry was a, in, in, Pitts, or in um, Pennsylvania, there are two professional football teams. There's the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So there's a bit of a mm -hmm. rival. Mm -hmm. And they found out that Jerry was a Steelers fan. So they would even write things on his cups like Steelers suck, you know, and just <laughs> rib Jerry because he was a Steelers fan. Or, or have a great day, Jerry. And Jerry came in every day for coffee. Oh, and th then there was a, a, a particular pastry Jerry wanted. And, but Jerry wouldn't come in till the afternoons. So they started saving one of those pastries for Jerry for every single day, right? That Jerry came in. Like I said, Jerry was living at a retirement home. One day, Jerry doesn't show up in the afternoon. He doesn't show up the next day. He doesn't show up the next day. And the manager goes over to ask, to inquire, is Jerry okay? And found out Jerry had passed away. Oh my God. His family came over to the Starbucks and asked, would you all come to the wake we're holding for Jerry? And when they came, I'm, I'm, I'm tearing up as I think about it. When they came to the wake, there was a table where Jerry had saved every one of those cups that they wrote his name on. He took them back to his room every day. And his table is filled with all of these cups and the family that Jerry had in the last years of his life were the Starbucks employees. Those were his closest friends and family and the people that made the greatest difference. And that's when Howard Bihar says, it's not about the coffee. Yes. It's about the connection. It's about the community. It's about the relationship. And somehow they transformed the ordinary experience of selling coffee to Jerry every afternoon into this extraordinary connection where Jerry feels the folks at Starbucks are my family. And so they closed the store mm -hmm. and they all went to Jerry's wake. And Raina, I mean, wow. I mean, that, that just kind of epitomizes this. What could be more ordinary? Yeah than serving a cup of coffee. But you can do it with such focus, fervor, Induction. and flair mm -hmm. that that becomes a transformational experience in the life of a man whose family has mostly died and left. Wow. I know. <laughs> 
this has i think this is a wonderful of uh, you know insight into what we've just spoken about all along right now and i feel i mean then i'm sure the entire episode has been so so helpful and so insightful for me as well uh, but i would still ask you if there's anything that you would like to tell my listeners i mean i know we can just go on and on and you know <laughs> well, what what i want to okay yeah here's what i will tell you is you however it is you see yourself when you look in the mirror you are extraordinary and you can be extraordinary and you can make a difference for the people around you and it doesn't matter the size of the circle for the people for whom you make a difference right whether it's one person two people 2000 people 20000 people it doesn't matter the point is that we all accept this challenge to be a difference maker that we all accept this opportunity to transform what we see as ordinary into extraordinary and when you do that you will discover that your life however ordinary you thought it was is now an extraordinary life. And I would love to know about your journey and and what happens for you on that journey. And just start small, right? It 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 and just take simple acts. But what if we all did one thing every day mm-hmm. to lift others, to be kind to others, to put a smile on someone else's face, Raina? I mean that is that that is and especially now we said this especially now where there's so much tension in the world there's so much fear panic and paranoia and and so many people that I think feel their life is put on pause totally no you can do something today whatever time of day it is you're listening to this podcast you can do something today to step into an extraordinary life. Will you join us? Will you do that? I would love to. Have <laughs> <laughs> right and you have. You are. Yes. Yes, I hope everybody says that. I would love to. I would love to. We want to support you in that journey. And here's the one thing I do know, Raina. We need other people to stay on this journey. it's better together this is something where community is really important to be with like-hearted people mm-hmm. you don't have to be with like-minded people the people don't have to agree with you on every opinion you have but they just have to agree with you with with what drives you from your heart that you want to make the world a better place for others connect with people like that and as we do we we just watch transformation happen in our lives and it has that ripple effect right and yeah. that's the beautiful part about ripples is we have no idea how far a ripple may reach reach true and it starts with you me doing a single simple act of kindness a, sin- a single simple act of caring of connecting whatever it is there are all of these things we can do that transform an ordinary life into an extraordinary life and i'm just telling you you have 
what it takes. Every one of you. If you're listening to this podcast, this may be the reason you're listening is because you've been awakened to there is something more about your life than, than what your friends have told you, you know, that it's all about your fame, your fortune, your status, and you becoming a celebrity. I don't think so. Maybe you are a celebrity, but you still have an opportunity to make the world better for other people. It's not about you. It's about those around you. Yes. Kevin, I think I really, really want this episode to reach as many people as possible because I, I know for sure in my heart that this is what people need to hear at this point of time. Thank you, Rainy. Thank you for the opportunity to join you today, to have this conversation, to share the connection that you and I shared a couple of weeks ago that led to us having this conversation today. I mean, you and I did something that was very ordinary, right? We, yeah. we posted on a message board for podcasters, <laughs> but there was something there that sparked a connection. And then we reached out and we had a get acquainted conversation. And that led to us having this conversation on the podcast today. Raina, those are all things that other people could just miss. I know. And I am I am absolutely grateful for this connection that I've had with you because I know for sure that this doesn't end here. You know, it's it's more it's definitely more than what you and I share. So yeah, I mean thank you for you know it's been an honor having you on my show. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Well, and I want to reciprocate and say, it's been an honor for me to join you, right? It, it, it is an honor for you to invite me in. Okay, I believe something. You know, I'm, I'm also a podcaster. Yeah. You have a very unique privilege in, in the world. Most people are probably listening to us by themselves. And they've just entered into the conversation with you and me, like the three of us are sitting down. You and me have that opportunity to have this intimate conversation one at a time with every person who listens to this podcast. And I hope that's how you listening, how you experience it. You feel that you are in the room with Raina and me as we're talking about this. And we're talking to you about you, about what's possible for you, because that is what the, the medium of podcasting makes possible is for you to, to feel this, to hear this and receive this as your personal invitation to join us on this amazing journey. Absolutely. So thank you for inviting me into your world and even to reach a part of the world that I don't reach that often with my podcast, right? So this is beautiful. It has been wonderful. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you. And thank you for listening with us. You can now book yourself a free breakthrough session with Rena Jen. The link is mentioned in the episode show notes. Take the first step towards your happiness journey now. Why? Well, because you deserve to be happy.